Hey everyone, welcome to Rapid Reviews. So today we're talking about Ahsoka. We're going to talk about episodes one to four. Uh, as it is with Star Wars, which is one of my favorite things, I, I like to do an episode-by-episode episode recap. But uh, between travel and launching the comic book or preparing to launch the comic book, I haven't had as much time. And so I'm finally able to record something, at least, uh, to talk about the first four episodes of Ahsoka. And I'm kind of glad that I did because... Episodes one to three, which I'll get into a little bit, which I liked, uh, weren't great, and there wasn't a lot to talk about. Um, and I think by the time it gets to episode four, there's at least something there for me. So uh, I'm not going to do an episode by episode recap in this, uh, as it's a rapid review, and I'm going to try to just overall talk about my overall thoughts, and then we'll get deeper into it as the season goes on and, and by the end of the season. But definitely wanted to share my thoughts. So, so far, I'm a little mixed on the show overall. I think it's a, one of those kind of forest through the trees things. For me, as somebody who really enjoyed Rebels and really enjoyed Clone Wars, I think this show is made for people who enjoyed those properties. There's a lot of Easter eggs from those shows. There's a lot of character development and, you know, we're learning more about what happened after those shows, you know, finished about characters that we grew to know and love. And so as a fan, I, it was really cool. There's a lot of, a lot of things, moments that got me to pop, there's a lot of things in those episodes that were just, it was great fan service. But I think the issue with it early on is that I'm not sure how it's going to hit somebody who's not a huge fan of those shows. Maybe somebody who's watched all the Star Wars movies, maybe they've watched The Mandalorian, but haven't kept up with all, you know, seven seasons of The Clone Wars or all three seasons of Rebels. So I do think there's a bit of a challenge with the show in that I'm not sure how it's going to connect with audiences that aren't as invested as I am or as somebody is, again, who's really enjoyed all of those other aspects of, of the Star Wars um, property. So, you know, that being said, I think the first four episodes, the other issue that I had is it's built. We're building. We, we clearly know what's happening, which is that. And also, uh, you know, we're going to get a light spoiler. So if you haven't watched any of it, you may or may not want to want to listen to this until you've, you've caught up with episode four, at least, especially at the end. So just kind of a heads up on that. So, um, the, the, you know, it's a clear story, right? We've got on on one side, you have the you know antagonists who are seeking out Grand Admiral Thrawn. And then on the other side, you have our protagonists, you know, Sabine, uh, Ahsoka, who are Hera, who are trying to find Ezra Bridger. So if you're again, if you're a fan of those properties, you know how badass Thrawn is and how amazing of a villain he is. And if you're a fan of those properties, you know that, you know, we grew to love Ezra Bridger, uh, much like much like Ahsoka, who, who was maybe a little bit disliked early on when she was in the Clone Wars, but I think grew to be a character that people just love and adore. And so we we know what this is, that they disappear together and we have no idea where they are or what's happening and that you have these two conflicting groups who are trying to seek them out on, on some level. Uh, and then you have the conflict further with Ahsoka who is willing to give up on the search for Ezra if it means stopping Thrawn uh, from coming back. So clear story, and it makes sense. The issue is 
that, again, if you're not a fan of those properties, I don't think they did a good enough job in building Thrawn as the threat that he is. You know, this is a world where we've had Darth Vader. We've had, uh, for what it's worth, Darth Maul, who at least looked badass. Uh, but then, in, in, and again, in future properties, actually was really, really cool. He, you know, he did far more in the Clone Wars than, than we got in, in um, Episode One. Um, you've got a property that has Palpatine. Um, we've got so many interesting and cool and unique villains that, yes, say, just saying the name Thrawn is going to get a reaction out of star- fans who are deep into Star Wars lore. But just saying Thrawn isn't enough if you're somebody, again, who is not deep into Star Wars lore. So I don't think they did it a good, they've done so far a good enough job of building up the what Thrawn is, who Thrawn is, and the threat that he poses, and that he is such a danger that he, we have to keep him wherever he is. We, we can't allow him back. So I think that was that part is a big issue. I do think they've done a decent job in explaining why there's this connection with, with Ezra. Uh, I think it could have been done a little bit better, but at least on that end, I'm okay with it. But that, I think, is the issue, is that we kind of... I don't think Thrawn has been built up strong enough. And so it just feels like, uh, you know, okay, what's really the threat? All right, there's a guy, and they're afraid to bring him back, you know, but, but they haven't given us much background on that. So I think that's part one. And so, you know, as, as we're kind of halfway through the season, I'm interested to see where they go. Because then the part two for me is, if Thrawn is this big of a threat, like the villains so far are, are fine, they're whatever. Like we, we've seen these types of of villains in Star Wars before. They're not that interesting to me. So I'm kind of bored with them. So I, as a fan, I want to see Thrawn. And if, if we want to have a show that's really compelling, I think at this point we need to bring Thrawn in. You know, this is a show, I don't know if it's going to get a season two. I don't know how long or where it's going to go. But I think that we, you know, we need to see that threat and we need him to, you know, have an impact right away, in, in, in my opinion. So I think that th- those are my issues through episode four. I do like, you know, that's not, it's, it's not been bad. I, I think uh, a lot of the, the action has been pretty good when we get some action. There is a lot of really good fan service. I like that it's playing around, again, with this what is a Jedi, what's the relationship, you know, do, do you need to be super Force sensitive to be a Jedi? Um, what does it mean? I, I like that... You know, that we're seeing Sabine have to make certain decisions, and and maybe you know, what is she ready? You know, is it, what why, why is Ahsoka training her? Is Ahsoka training her to be a Jedi? Is she just training her to use her you know use the Force? Like what's I like that they are kind of diving in a little bit into that relationship, and I I, I hope it's not something that just gets glossed over as the show goes on. I can kind of see it going one of two ways. It could kind of I could see them actually really exploring this more, or I could see them just kind of. You know, not dealing with it. You know, I like, I love the idea, especially, you know, at the end of episode four, which I'll talk a little bit more about. Um, I like that we have this situation where a, a lot of Ahsoka's worldview and personality is built around somebody who, who idolized Anakin Skywalker and who lost Anakin Skywalker and eventually had to give up on Anakin Skywalker, that she had somebody very close to her. It was her mentor. And eventually she just had to give up uh, on him. He, she, she lost him. He was done. And, and she had to shut that down and shut that emotional attachment. And I think she is trying to explain to Sabine that that may have to happen with Ezra. You may have to give up on him. I know that this is you know important to you. I know you hope you can you can bring him back and you can find him, but you may need to lose him. And that Sabine 
does not make the decision that I think Ahsoka wanted her to make early in, uh, in episode four, it, it makes it interesting uh, to see where it goes. And then furthermore, when Ahsoka sees Anakin Skywalker, that changes everything because then it's like, well, maybe she didn't lose him. Again, we don't know where this is going to go, but if she hasn't lost him, does that open her up to to making it a choice that maybe she wouldn't have made earlier? I like that a lot, and I like where that's potentially going because that does show potential for character growth and, and a change in what a character might have done earlier in the season. So I like where it's going there. So overall, uh, and, and, and just to say it, the, the, the seeing Anakin Skywalker, that's awesome. You know, I think um, it, myself included have, have, have not had the you know best words to say about, uh, you know, about Hayden Christensen in this performance as Anakin Skywalker. But at the end of the day, like uh, Star Wars is all about nostalgia. And it was really cool to hear, you know, Hey Snips and, and to see him there. And, and I think it, 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 it's a powerful moment. It's a great cliffhanger, a great way to end that episode and kind of end you know the at the halfway point which I think we are and I love that moment and so I'm really excited for the next episode this is the first episode where I was really excited to see what happens next so you know I'm liking the show so far I think the other only other critique is and it got better I think episode one I did not love the the CGI I felt like it was it was lacking uh, but I think that's been mostly corrected for the for the rest of the show but yeah I think Overall, it, it's solid. It's it's getting there. I think the first couple episodes were more in like the seven range, where episode four is probably more like the eight point five range for me. So it's building, which is great. And I think if it if it continues to build, then we might have a show that that I love. So I think we're at that. You know, we're at this point where I think it could go a couple different ways. And I'm hoping, you know, it's in the hands of Dave Filoni. You know, he's he obviously, you know, is done a lot of amazing work and this is a character that's dear to him and that's important to him so i'm hoping that it 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 takes the right turn um as we continue so definitely i'm excited uh but a little cautiously excited but uh you know if you haven't seen it yet it's definitely worth a watch if you're a Star Wars fan. If you're not a massive Star Wars fan, uh, you know, I'm not sure. We're, we're, we're going to see how things things will go. It could be like Andor, which Andor started a little slow, and then it was one of the best shows on TV, period, not just, you know, of a, of a big IP. So, uh, so far, so good. Uh, wish you know, things were a little bit tighter, but uh, it's Star Wars. I'm never going to complain about getting too much uh, Star Wars. And I am, at least after Episode 4, really excited to see what's to come. So, so far, it'd be, it's hard to rate, but I'd say the first half of the season, giving it a solid 7.5 but hopefully trending in the right direction thanks for listening if you haven't already please like and subscribe to the channel and while you're at it leave a review we can be found on all social media platforms at portable underscore whole we can be found on all podcast platforms at portable whole publishing we can be found on the web at portablewholepublishing.com and you can email us at portablewholepub at gmail.com 